we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures you restore my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. First Samuel chapter 17, listen to what it says in verse number 34. Listen to this. Brother youth leader, sister youth leader, brother youth pastor, listen to me. Here's the text. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came, watch this, a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. Thy servant slew both the lion, oh my God, and the bear. This is going to be This is going to be, I believe, a mini-series That we're going to share on for a little bit And I'm going to put a little heading here The fight for our children We are in a fight We are in a war for our children Now the church topic is rescuing the lambs but just to make sure we don't miss this by us being too churchy the fight for our children verse 34 again david said unto saul thy servant kept his father's sheep and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock that one verse that's about as far as we're gonna get tonight now it is something that you will notice as you read the Old Testament and even read through the patriarchs I know I'm gonna sound like I'm sermonizing and not uh, Bible studying but let's stay with me when you read when you read in the Old Testament and especially when you study the patriarchs you would find that all of them at some point in their lives they were shepherds all of them tended 
to sheep. Hmm. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then as we go further down the line, we see it with Moses. As you know, Moses, Moses was keeping Jethro's sheep on the backside of the desert according to Exodus chapter 3. And that's when he saw that burning bush. Hmm. Then, of course, the young man that we're referencing in this text, David. He also was a shepherd. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, it's Saul when I was growing up, David play on your harp. You know, he was out there keeping them sheep. You know, so we know David himself. He was a shepherd. It's crazy. So we see all these shepherds, and of course, when when the when it was time to evangelize, to spread the word about the coming of our Savior, the angel appeared to shepherds, shepherds out in the out there keeping their sheep. And then now watch this crazy. Here comes Jesus, and Jesus <laughs> was a carpenter. <laughs> like, hold on. Jesus broke the trend because Jesus, you're supposed to be a shepherd too. And then he says, Dan said, hold on, read the whole thing. When you read, you find out that Jesus says, No, I need you to understand how important this relationship between sheep and shepherd is. And so Jesus says in John 10 and 11, I am the good shepherd. You read in the Old Testament, you found scriptures like this. All we like sheep have gone astray. Mm. There is this constant, this constant reference. Paul at one place says we are like sheep for the slaughter. Talking about himself dying daily. This constant reference to sheep, shepherd. And you would think, well, okay, this whole thing is over with because now Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, so now he's that master shepherd. We don't need no more shepherds. But even Jesus shows us that, no, I am not getting rid of shepherds because he makes this profound statement in Matthew chapter 9. I'm coming, I'm coming. Please don't leave. In Matthew chapter 9, this is what Jesus says. He says, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Watch this. Jesus sees them in Matthew 9 verse 36 and he was moved with compassion because he saw sheep that were fainting and that were scattered. So these were weak, feeble, falling apart sheep. They were scattered, which means they were open for the enemy and they were like sheep having no shepherd. The point that he makes out the major point that he makes in this text in Matthew 9 is not the issues of the sheep. It is not the sickness and the disease of the sheep. It is not the, the COVID that is in the environment trying to kill the sheep. What he says is my heart is grieved because these sheep ain't got no shepherd. I'm going to say it again. He is grieved because we have some sheep that don't have any shepherd. In other words, he's actually saying that the greatest need for a sheep is to have a good shepherd. 
And you know this, I have been talking over the last four or five weeks about the relationship between spiritual fathers and their sons and how there's a need for proper teaching and understanding with regard to spiritual fathers and sons. And the Lord shifted me tonight and he says, leave that. I want to go to a general place, son, and I want you to talk about not fathers and sons, but shepherds and sheep. Because now for those who are having problems swallowing the, the teaching on fathers and sons, he says, all we like sheep. And so everyone that in the body of Christ, at some point or the other, you must see yourself as sheep because he refers to us as sheep. I'm coming. I'm coming. One of the challenges, and I ain't going to deal with this, I ain't going to deal with this until the next two or three weeks. But we have so many shepherds that are not in place. And when shepherds are not in place, sheep faint and scatter. I had a young lady came to me and said to me this weekend, says, Pastor, what are we going, this is a visitor of my church, came to my church, was a visitor, she says, what do we do when the shepherd is afraid? Mm. What do we do when, when shepherds are fearful? I'm going to come to that down the road, I'm going to leave that right there. So there is this, this lack of understanding of the role that the shepherd must play there's this wonderful scripture in jeremiah chapter 3 talking about him giving us shepherds after his own heart so powerful but i need us to take a deeper look at this that's on the surface i want us to go deeper because some of us shepherds like bishop denzel like pastor denzel we are getting so caught up with tending sheep that we are missing the lambs and some of us who are sheep we are so concerned about having a shepherd that is ministering to our needs that we are neglecting the need of the lamb and while shepherds tend into sheep, sheep trying to find shepherds, there are lions and there are bears that are moving in and taking our lambs. I got you right where I want you to be. We so busy dealing with all of these frivolities that the devil is moving in and taking our lambs. I want you to see something, please. Those of you that have an ear to hear, please hear me. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 11 says this. He says that Satan will gain an advantage over us when we are ignorant to his devices. Get that text, 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. When we are ignorant to Satan's devices, he gains an advantage over us. Some of us thought this whole fight was about us and did not even realize 
that it was all about the sheep, the lamb. It was all about the lamb and had nothing to do with the sheep. God. And for those who will catch on yet, lamb. The lamb is a baby sheep. A young sheep. That's the lamb. And the enemy while we so busy getting in all these church dumbness that we get in and then i say church dumbness yes all kind of church dumbness all kind of crazy church politics and we getting carnal and worrying about who is plp and who's fnm who's democrat and who's a republican and we dealing with all of these surface shallow stuff while all of this happening and wondering who fault it is COVID, and should i go to the states or should i not go to the states what i can do for thanksgiving and and the minister education don't know what he's doing and and why belinda wilson and and jeff lloyd don't get together and what's going on with marcellus and what's happening with this one and i'm trying to send in something on them by calling their names or their titles but we getting all caught up in this and while we so busy all wrangling about with all this stuff lions and bears are moving in and they are taking our children we are busy just getting caught up with all kind of frivolities Let me show you something. The Bible says, my people are not destroyed because of sin. I'm in the book, y'all. Hosea 4 and 6. He didn't say it's sin that destroying the people. He didn't say it's fornicating that destroying the people. He says, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. They do not know. And we don't even realize that the enemy is strategizing and working his operation, trying to take out our children while we busy playing church. Huh. While we are busy playing games, the devil is targeting our children. I ain't gonna build this no more. I wanna jump in this text. Here we go. Here we go. I pray for nothing. If for nothing else, your eyes are opened to realize what's really going on. Uh, the text says this. Please don't miss this. David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. I can preach that some other time. I gotta preach that later down in this series because very seldom are shepherds keeping their own sheep. More often than not, shepherds are tending someone else's sheep. And there's a, we had a serious problem when shepherd taking sheep as though they are their property. Them sheep ain't yours. Them sheep belong to somebody else. Oh God almighty. Very seldom do you find a shepherd out there with his own sheep. He is tending someone else's sheep. Moses, his father-in-law's sheep. David. Are you seeing me? David was tending his father's sheep. 
The 12 sons of Jacob were tending their father's sheep. Read the book. When you read that there was, there was, there was battles with the servants of Abram and the servants of Lot, they were tending Abram and Lot's sheep. There were those who were striving with the herdsmen of Isaac. <laughs> the herdsmen, they were taking care of Isaac's sheep. We got so many shepherds that believe the sheep is theirs. They ain't your sheep. Anyway, I can leave that. I'm coming back to that. Be careful how you treat some them sheep don't even belong to you. Please, just let me, let me digress for a second. Let me digress. Jesus says, the good shepherd, back to John 10, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Us shepherds, we want the sheep lay down their life for us. Sheep don't lay down their life for shepherds. Shepherds lay down their life for sheep. We, 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 we got this thing upside down. <laughs> sheep make demands of shepherd. <laughs> shepherd live to serve the sheep. I can put a pin there. I'm going to come back to that. Because David, the book says that uh, I, 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 thy servant kept his father's sheep. Okay, watch this. There came a lion and a bear. <sighs> there came a lion and a bear. And they went and they took a lamb out of the flock. I, I'm saying it slow. I'm repeating it because I don't want you to miss it. It is so important. There came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. If you write and please, this is my first point. If you want points to feel good and Baptist, write this down, please. The enemy isn't playing fair. Devil is played dirty. He don't play fair. Listen to me. The devil could take out Rokusha. I feel something coming. The devil can take out your that lamb with a big dog. Not a wolf, just a big. He could have sent a pit bull, and that pit bull could have taken out the lamb. But somewhere along the line, the devil realizes the potential that is in this lamb. And so he says, I ain't taking no chances. I'm sending the big guns to take out the lamb. Please don't miss this. You, you got to know the weight that your children carry. The devil ain't sending no little wimpy demons after your children, after my children. He is sending the big guns. He sent a lion and a bear to get a baby sheep. You ain't getting what I'm saying. 
What? This doesn't make any sense. He could have sent Lord God. He could have sent a dog. He could have sent a little cheetah. He could have sent a, a, a moose, an elk, anything. Because it's just a feeble lamb. But the devil realizes the treasure that is in this lamb. And isn't it crazy that the devil puts more value on our children than we do? The devil sees the value and the worth in our children when we take them for granted. We are more concerned. Listen, don't you dare turn off now. We are more concerned with our children getting good BGCSE results. And so we will hire tutors. Come here, James, Galatians chapter 4, I believe it is, that we hire tutors and governors. We will spend money and hire people to make sure our children get good grades, but we will leave them home from church. We will take out loans to make sure they go to university, but we wouldn't even pray with them. When they come home, we, well, they home now, we check in their schoolwork and check in their homework because all they do their assignments and we're not concerned whether they prayed or not. We don't take seriously what they carry on the inside of them, but the devil says, I think they, they could cause a threat to me, so I'm going to send a lion and a bear. God, I told you to get your youth leaders, get your pastors, get them on. I'm preaching this not to rebuke anyone. I'm getting Denzel too. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, from all those years ago, I remember as a child watching uh, the first Terminator. And I honestly, oh God, I honestly never paid attention to it. I never paid attention to the storyline. Remember when, when Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it and, and I watched it and it was just a nice action movie. Didn't pay attention to what they were saying. Just a couple weeks ago, I was watching the last one that came out. And so in watching the last one that came out, I then paid attention to what the storyline was. Didn't know. I, 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 I haven't watched any of the ones in the middle. I watched the first one and I watched none since then. And then I just watched the last one a few weeks ago. And that thing resonated with me about an hour and change ago. Because here it is that this enemy from the future knows oh god lord is there anybody here that watched terminator this enemy from the future did i say this an enemy from the future came to now to kill the mother of a son to kill a baby before it developed because this enemy from the future realized if I let this thing grow up, <laughs> preach Denzel, if I let this child grow up, if I let this child come to full maturation, then this is going to be a major threat to me and may mark the end of me. We don't see that in our children, the devil does. Don't you realize this is why back in the book of Exodus, Pharaoh said, 
kill all those little Hebrew babies. Kill every one of them, every boy child. I don't want them to come into of age. So he sent watch this he sent soldiers to kill babies oh when the wise men came to herod then now in, in, in the new testament as the noise came out that the messiah was being born herod says send all my soldiers out send swat send my snipers out and i'm sending them out to kill little babies that cry is still being made today that the devil is still sending lions and bears after our babies thank you for tuning in to the life experience you've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor bishop denzel roll of life worship center we invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reese Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.